Welcome to the Irish Expat Podcast. In today's bonus episode, we'll be covering the city of Venice. We'll be chatting about why we went to Venice, transport, accommodation, food and fun, the value for money, and some overall tips from Italian residents if you're planning on visiting Italy. Hi, I'm Jane. And I'm Cormac. And welcome to the Irish Expat Podcast. We've been on the road for over a year traveling the lengths and breadths of Italy. Season one is all about our travels from the southern city of Naples to Lake Garda in the north. We'll be giving our best tips and tricks and talking about our highlights and mistakes. And how we've ended up moving to Florence. Make sure you're subscribed. And if you like this episode, then please give us a five star rating. You can find us on Instagram and TikTok at altlevin and find out more about us on altlevin.com. How are you, Jane? How are you, Cormac? What's the crack? Not too bad, a bonus episode. Bonus! Now, the reason this is a bonus, why is that? Because it's really short. (laughs) So, um, it's really short because we did spend, what, three nights in Venice? Three or two? Two. No, it was three Three nights. nights. Yeah, yeah, but I was working the whole time. Yeah, 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 that's true. uh, We didn't get to experience too, too much of of Venice, but we we got a couple of the highlights. So We we caught a good bit of the, the, the main stuff that you would be doing. Yeah, so we will just, we'll try and blast through all these categories as best we can, it being a bonus episode and all, um, but we'll start out with some fun facts. So, um, did you know that Venice is built on a group of 126 islands Ooh. that are separated by open water and canals, and it's linked by over 450 bridges? Oh, oh. sounds like a trivia question. It does. <laughs> It has also been described by the Times as one of Europe's most romantic cities. Oh. Would you say the same, Jane? Did we have much romance there with me sitting on my laptop? No. <laughs> <laughs> and our uh, cheap beers? No, no, we did not. <laughs> and Venice is also um, Europe's largest urban car-free centre. Well, that makes sense. It wouldn't really work. No, I don't think I don't think cars on water don't do very well. Amph- amphibious cars haven't arrived yet. No, not fully. <laughs> Unless you're watching James Bond again. <laughs> But uh, so for our transport, I'll just jump straight in. We got the high speed Italo train. The Italo trains are absolutely magnificent. There's loads of high speed rails going around the place. Um, It can be quite expensive. But for that expensiveness, you do get the fact that they're a privatized company. So they're very less likely to strike, which as we found is great. (laughs) Yes. So the day we were going to Venice, all of the trains actually went on strike. And so we were a little bit concerned, but because, and all the regional trains got canceled and the Italians love going on strike, especially. They love it. They're so casual about it. We were like, why is there a train not here? They were like, oh, strike. You just have to get the Italo train. We're like. Uh, okay. <laughs> okay. Thankfully, we already had the Italo train booked, and it did cost us about ninety euro, 90. maybe even a little bit more. It could have been one hundred and ten for the two of us, um, and we had that booked in advance. So just bear yeah. in mind that Italos can be quite expensive. But we realised that if we hadn't booked the Italo train, we weren't we weren't going to be going to Venice that day. No, we so. would have been screwed. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, get the Italo train. There are motorized water buses all around the place in Venice. They're cheap and cheerful. They can cost anywhere from like a euro up to three euro. And you can dot all around the place. And then there's privatized fancy taxis. Yes, which we won't even get into the cost of those because they can be very expensive. Yes, and probably leased out by fancy hotels. Yeah, exactly. So yes, we got the train into Piazzale Roma and you can just literally walk across. So that's on the mainland. You can walk across into the first island of, of Venice from there. Luckily enough, that's where our, our accommodation was. Mm-hmm. So the other side would be um, 
kind of all the touristy areas where you can arrive in by boat if you're coming from the other side, but yeah, that's where we came from. So Pasala, Roma, the, that's kind of like where all the buses land, where the train lands, where, yeah, the, where the train land. station is, all the buses. So everybody gets out of um, that train station and they turn left, especially all of the day trippers. And yeah, and you go all... straight down left hand side and it kind of a straight shot all the way down to, is it St. Mark's Square? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so we did not do that. We took a right and mm-hmm. we went to our accommodation in a lovely little kind of more residential area. Very residential. But we'll talk about that in our accommodation section. But yeah, Piazzale, Roma is where you're going to be landing in. Um, gondolas, just to let everyone know, even though it's kind of more of a fun thing rather than a transport thing. But from the 1st of November 2023, rates are going to be 90 euro for a 30 minute tour after 7 p.m., and 110 euro for a 35 minute tour and you can have up to five people in each gondola however if you don't kind of book them in advance or if you don't get someone sound they could charge you up to 100 euro just for two people and you get into the gondola and you think you're laughing and then all of a sudden they squeeze three more people in beside you yeah yeah yeah. so um it's just to be a little bit wary of that that like maybe try and book it out in advance um or like talk to one of the guys try and be a little bit friendly ask around to a few different people first and see um, and then the biggest thing is that day tripper fees are coming in. Oh, yes. They so, were meant to come in the beginning of this year, but they got delayed by another year. So if anyone's wanting to go to Venice, go now. <laughs> yes. Um, but it is, they're trying, because of the whole state of Venice at the minute, and they're threatening to make it become like a UNESCO World Heritage Site and all that jazz. Um, they are bringing in a five euro entry fee for people who are just coming for the day. So day trippers. And they will be trialing it out across 30 dates in 2024. So like Easter weekend, I think is the first um, yeah. first thing of dates that they'll be doing it. But they'll obviously be doing it all across the summer. So just be wary that if you are doing a day trip, you'll be paying an extra fiver. And another thing to be worried about is do not rely on Google Maps. No, it does not <laughs> <Yeah>. work <there. laughs> No, there is way too much confusion on what is the street, what is an alleyway, what is the canal, where is the bridge. So... It does work for the wider areas, but once you start getting into the smaller, kind of more sub- subterranean parts of the islands, it's an absolute chaotic. There is, funny enough, though, we did notice a little kind of um, like signs literally written into the walls mm-hmm. of like where the nearest bridges are. I think that's from locals probably getting sick of a tourist Tourists, asking yeah, them yeah. how they get around. So I would say either pick up a physical map, and like yeah. a printed out map, or download a Google Maps of the town um or of yeah. the islands because google maps live ain't gonna work no live just bounces you around and it's very particular when, when you need to be in one alley versus the other one <laughs> yeah. some of them can be a dead end and some of them can be leading right into a river so but sure it's still crack yeah oh find it's all good oh good things. but especially if you've got kids or if you're on a time crunch yeah then <laughs> <laughs> So for our accommodation, we got a lovely little B&B just across from the train station on the first island on the right. The accommodation we used was in San Paolo, so near Santa Croce. So the only thing with um, Venice as well is the city tax is a little bit different to other cities. So it, it can be every city you go to in Italy kind of have a slightly different version of city tax. And depending on your accommodation, you can end up getting kind of cheap or expensive, or expensive city tax yeah so don't worry again if you've listened to any of other episodes you land into any accommodation they will ask you for copies of your passport 
and then they will ask for a city tax in cash so make sure that you've got cash with you it's not a scam it is required by city councils yeah it goes straight to the government it's not them trying to rip you off for more money unless they're asking for like 10 euro plus a person then it's definitely a scam because usually it's between one and five euros yeah so it should be one one to five euros and i think all children under 10 go free and if you're disabled you go free as well so um but yeah do just be careful of your city tax and then we used a website it was our first time using this website and yes. we were not sure if it was a scam or not because it was all in Italian <laughs> and it looks a bit dodge. Well, we no, our, our directions were go meet Andrea on this bridge, bridge. with cash. Yeah, that <laughs> and was he will dodge. tell you where the apartment is. And so, we we're kind of like, mm. <laughs> yeah, we were a bit, we were a bit skeptical because we only paid like sixty quid for this, and um, it was quite last minute that we booked the Venice accommodation. As yeah, well. yeah, between um, sixty and eighty, wasn't it? It was it was sixty euro a night when we got it. Yeah. Um, and so we got out of the train station. Andrea was like, no, I'll meet you in an hour on this bridge and bring all your cash with you. And we were like, oh, what Jesus. And wasn't he just the loveliest man? He was absolutely hilarious. But uh, yeah, no, we got a whole like two two room apartment that was absolutely stunning. It and... was. So the website is called bedandbreakfast.it. The whole website's in Italian, but you can get Google to translate it for you. It does look really dodgy, but I swear to God, it's where we found some of the best accommodations. Yeah. You do have to request a lot of places. It's kind of like Airbnb, but you have to request the places an awful lot of the time rather and like state your case, like state who you are. Um, but yeah, we got like this kind of one bed apartment. We thought it was only a room. So yeah. when we walked in and saw that it was an apartment, we were delighted. Um, but he has since actually expanded that apartment to include across the way that there's a single room as well and a terrace out the back. Yeah. And he's only charging. So we will be covering this in season two, how much the prices have risen since we did our holiday last year. Again, we came at the tail end of COVID. And so our whole first season is really out of date because we've been telling people, yeah, come to Italy. It's so cheap. Oh, and yeah, then... you can get a room here for 80 quid a night. And now um, if you look at the same hotel, it's literally like 180 quid a night, yeah. or 160. So Too it's... many people listen to our podcast and yeah. come to Italy. <laughs> I <laughs> wish. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> yeah, it's um, it's it, some of the places that we stayed in last year have almost quadrupled in price. Uh, but um, Andrea's place, it was 70 euro a night uh, last year. And this year, including the extra room and the terrace, it's only gone up to 103 euro, which I think in the middle of Venice at high peak tourist, like Italy seems to be the number one tourist destination in the world right now. Yeah. I think that's incredible value. So again, bedandbreakfast.it, look it up on Google and that's where you should book all your accommodation from now on. Yeah. Will we move on to food, love? We didn't have the best time with food in Venice, but that was for a number of different reasons. Again, I've said I was working, so I did not, we didn't have the time to really like research restaurants and all that. Yeah, I felt like we were on a bit of a time crunch. We got into Venice a little bit late because there were delays with the train. Venice was very rushed. We were also in the process of literally just deciding whether we were going to move there or not. So we kind of had a financial crunch as well where Mm -hmm. we we're deciding whether we basically we need to get a deposit ready for our house yeah and we were a little bit at that stage because we were going into week five and we were a little bit italy doubt yeah so by italy doubt i mean we were a bit sick of pizza we were a bit sick of pasta we just wanted something a bit different and so we made the worst mistake 
in the world. Look, lad, we all love KFC, right? <laughs> we all love fried chicken, right? Simple, you know, we, we hadn't had our, the usual Irish diet of a bit of fried chicken in bit a of, long time. A bit of chicken and chips, you know? So we, we, we were wrecked. We went home early. I think it was before 10 o'clock. I decided to get, we decided to get KFC. So I decided to get up there before it closed. And it basically, the, it, was it was the, the worst, worst ever KFC I've ever had in my life. Like, I think the chicken looked kind of like either diseased or raw in the middle or both. The chips were all cold. It was just one of those horror orders where everything was awful. Yeah. And we even had like an oven and we were like, well, we jazzed it up in the oven a little bit. And we were like, that's just going to make it worse. Like, it was just terrible. They were out of gravy as well. Which yeah. That's half the reason that I sent you to. So, yes, international food in Italy is very hit and miss, apart from maybe McDonald's. McDonald's yeah, there, is quite... Because we did end up, I think, I don't know if it was the following night, we ended up getting a kebab. And, like, some kebab shops in Italy are actually really, really good. Yeah. But then there's obviously a lot that are, aren't great. But I think the one we went to was actually really good. That kebab was lovely. I think um, if you're looking for kind of crappy takeaway food, I think either, like, like, if you're looking for that international kind of crappy food, a taste of home and your Italy diet, I think that kebabs are kind of your best bet across the whole of Italy, north and south. Yeah. Um, but the KFC was just absolutely rubbish. The next day then, because we were also, bear this in mind that we were also very much on a budget. Very <laughs> um, strict budget by then. So we did go and get a kebab the following day for our dinner. Uh, and I was working, so I just wanted something cheap and cheerful. Hmm. And then we did go for a meal. Um, uh, apparently it was like it was only around the corner from the house. It was super quick, and it was one of Andrea, our host's recommendations to go. So it's Trattoria Pizzeria Al Anfora. So it had a lovely little like um garden at the back of the restaurant and a courtyard. Got two lovely pizzas there. Absolutely beautiful. It was a really nice meal now, I have to say. It was eight euro um, pizza. It was super chill out the back. We both got a beer each. I think we got a big beer each for maybe four or five quid. Um, yeah. But yeah, it, it did the job when we were so let down from our KFC. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I think Venice was kind of our our time to like not eat anything Italian. Really, Even though that. Venice is like so famous as well for seafood and you can get some really good restaurants. But then as well, like some of them are so very expensive as well. So if you're kind of a budget traveler, and we were on, a, as we said, like a really strict budget. So there are fantastic restaurants. Do the little bit of research, kind of look through the places. Some great osterias up there as well. Yeah. But um, the other thing on food to mention is that they do really, really good deals. And we'll be going into fun shortly, so we'll talk about the bars. But there are a lot of places where you can get kind of crostinis, which is like little snacks or like little meatballs or little yeah your little aperitivo bites so you can get an aperitivo and like a little bite or crostini for five euro which i think is really good value um especially down around that santa croce san paolo area um there was lots of little local places there so if you're looking for something schnecky during the day and they were open all day which was amazing um obviously venice has such a high tourist turnover so um there wasn't as many closing down in the middle of the day type it so on to fun jane so much fun i remember the amount of zooms i had to do that wasn't very <laughs> that fun that wasn't very fun um but yeah what was what what was all the fun we did i think my my most favorite is andrea was started off when he was explaining our host andrea started off explaining all the different bars we should go to and they're all called bicere which is the italian word for glass Yes. So if you ever lose it, just look up the word for glass. So bicchieri are little tiny little bars dotted all around the residential areas. 
that they're kind of famous for doing one euro fifty or two euro small Aperol spritzes and beers. So and glasses of wine, glasses of wine, everything. So it, it they're really cool. They're often off like a small kind of just like me, like um, small canal for locals that they drive up and down on. And yeah, they were the best fun ever because you can mm-hmm. sit on a beautiful church yeah. with, with the bicchetti beside you. And, or sit you on know, the steps by the canal. And They yeah. had, the one we went to had like little plates for I think two or three euro mm-hmm. um, that you could get cheese, meat and little bits of bread. Yeah, so, so that was Baccaretto de Lele. Again, we'll leave it in the description. Um, but we thought it was really good fun. There was so many locals, young and old, everyone having hmm. the crack. I wish that we'd had the the Italian back then. Yeah, yeah. Um, because we definitely would have gotten chatting to someone. Um, but yeah, that was really cute. Our next find, which again is down by the Santa Croce, kind of around the train station area, is a place called Al Fortino. <laughs> oh, our little outdoor bar. Yeah. Yeah, that was yeah, literally right across from the train station. Which uh, will our Lake Garda episode is coming out next. And I think that this was the, the pre-game to mm. our favorite kiosk kind of bar restaurant in, in all of Italy. But yeah, again, we were on a budget. We were looking for some cheap beers and, you know, kind of cool hangouts. And we just saw this little kiosk bar that was looking over a beautiful bridge. And we sat there for a few drinks and it was absolutely lovely. It was gorgeous. It was it was only like three or four euro for a beer. It was three fifty for a 66 CL, yeah. like Moretti or something. So I was like, OK, we're setting up shop here for the holiday. <laughs> this is where we live now. <laughs> um, but in terms of an actual pub, um, there was an Irish pub. And my parents had been in Venice a couple of weeks before us. Mm. And so just to mention that my parents actually went out to Murano and Burano. And they had a wonderful time out there. We've since heard a lot of feedback back where a lot of people don't really enjoy Murano that much. So Murano, if you wanted to pick an island, go out there. They also advise don't go with the day trips in Venice because what ends up happening is they, especially to Murano, they bring you to kind of like a glass warehouse. It's in the middle of nowhere. You're kind of pushed to buy something and Murano glass is exceptionally expensive and so you're kind of left waiting there for 45 minutes. Yeah. Um, so you end up losing a lot of time. So if you want to go out and check out any of the islands, I would recommend Burano and just get one of the water taxis yourself. Yeah. Uh, or like one of the one of the waterway, um, the, the public transport. Ones. Yeah, they're, they're just called water buses, I think, up yeah. there. Um, but my parents did give a recommendation for a pub, which was called the Irish pub Santa Lucia. And they were so sound. They were lovely. They were absolutely lovely. Really classic little Irish bar. You know, they had the give give your bartender take there. Give my my bartender take. Um, no, really cool little Irish bar. It was very simple at the time. I think unfortunately they were having construction done above, so sitting outside was basically underneath scaffold. But they do have a nice little outdoor table set up. Looking over a lovely and, little kind of squarey you know, church thing. They had good beers, they had good whiskey, good staff, really, really nice staff. I have to say the owners were absolutely exceptional. And the owner actually remembered my parents. Which yeah, yeah, which cute. was yeah, which is hilarious. Um, but no, it's, if you just want a nice little change of pace and get you know you know nice draft beer. Um or if you want a pint of Guinness while you're in Venice. Want a pint of Guinness? <laughs> why not? Didn't look the worst, even though I don't really try pints of Guinness myself outside of Ireland because you know. It's never going to be the same. <laughs> yeah. So we will touch on a couple of the touristy things now, which is Piazza San Marco. 
it was under construction while we were there. The whole thing was under construction and they were getting ready for a concert. Yeah. So it was a bit rubbish and we left. Yeah, yeah we didn't stay there that long at all. It's just, you know, it's, I think for us as well, because we've been on the road for so long and we've saw so many Italian piazzas and squares. And I, w- I couldn't look at another statue of baby Jesus. Yeah, I just couldn't. Yeah, yeah. And a lot of it, as you said, was under construction. So even like the beautiful facade of the horses mm. on top of the cathedral, it's just you know it was covered yeah it was covered so it wasn't there wasn't much to look at but yeah. uh, it is it is a beautiful square it definitely popped down but mm-hmm. there's not much to keep you there no um i know that when my parents went they did so it can be very very pricey to um stay there however when my parents went they did go to what was the place with the white jacketed men remember you pointed it oh, out. oh i don't know the name of it but it's basically the most famous cafe on the square um, if you if you look it up fancy cafe you'll you'll find it um but my parents did sit there for one drink which i think they dragged out for about an hour probably because um, it was like 40 euros yeah. for, for um, two drinks but they did say that it was absolutely beautiful and that there was um like not a full orchestra but that there was um, a lot of different musicians playing music in that square and that yeah. it was stunning so they found that that was a really good kind of little one to two hour pastime that didn't yeah. cost too, too you're going much. there with a little bit of money definitely go in there for a drink that is one of the like the most oldest cafes in italy where they just have a very high standard um of service and it is it is stunning the other place that my dad has especially recommended to us, but obviously we were on a time crunch, was Harry's Bar. And so um, Harry's Bar is like extremely famous um, for different writers over the years and they would always drink there. So if you are looking for somewhere with a little bit of a cultural aspect to it, then I would recommend going to Harry's. It's extremely expensive. But again, it's one of those just stop off and have your one drink kind of in the in the in the famous bar there. So, yeah, the most famous thing about Harry's Bar as well is that it's where the Bellini cocktail originated. Ooh, Ooh. you <laughs> love it. It's Prosecco, love. Uh, no, I don't like it at all. <laughs> um, and then the last kind of touristy place that we went to was the Rialto. Rialto Bridge. The Rialto Bridge. Um, I found it extremely impressive. Yeah, yeah, it was stunning. Um, even after all of the many weeks of sightseeing at that stage, I did think that it was quite stunning. And it was sunny while we were there. Mm. And it was great to watch the dump trucks and also the Amazon or the dump kind of boats. Oh, and, um, yeah. The Amazon boats as well were kind of yeah. funny and looking at like the postman and we saw like ambulance boats and it was just really interesting to kind of see how they make life work yeah. in in uh, Venice. Um, you were also extremely interested in how they bring kegs everywhere. <laughs> yeah, it was really cool. So they just have massive like trolleys and it takes two guys and there's only some bridges that have disabled access so the ramps. Mm-hmm. So it's really, yeah, it is like, and that's how you get all of your suitcases. Like a lot of fancy hotels will have a porter waiting for you at whatever boat. And then it's just a huge trolley mm-hmm. um, with two wheels and that's it. And they bring everything around by that. And it's incredible. It's mad. fascinating to watch. Yeah. So we did find that actually probably the most mm. fun of all. Of yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> just wa- people watching. People yeah. watching in Venice is great fun. Yeah. People watching and life watching and how, how people. Uh, boat watching. <laughs> So our value for money, we're just going to do our point scoring within the value for money um, because, again, we were so tight on money at the time. Yeah. <laughs> um, but so we're going to do our point scoring. So transport, I'm going to give it a 7.5. Uh, I thought that getting to Venice is extremely easy. However, once you're within 
the city or the islands. Um, if you have kids, it's going to be a nightmare. If you are in any way um, disabled, it's going to be a nightmare. So um, Venice may not necessarily be for you. Yeah, all like most of the bridges are stepped on each side. Yeah. So it's not like you can just roll up, unfortunately. Um, so yeah, I give it a 7.5 as well. I think it was easy to get there, but once you're there, you either have to decide on spending the money for the water taxis um, or walking around. And with, as we said, with Google Maps and everything, it can be a little bit of a pain in the ass, but definitely not the worst. Um, Our accommodation? Our accommodation, I think we were so lucky because we were in such a local area. We got all the advice from Andrea exactly where everything was. Couldn't have asked Um, for a better host. Couldn't have asked for a better host. I wish we had that host in a different place or that we yeah. had the time to explore Venice absolutely a bit more. so with that i i think i'd have to give it a nine yeah i i was gonna give it an 8.5 but after looking it up today and seeing that there's such a minor price increase for how much more you're gonna get yeah with the balcony nine. and everything it's definitely nine, nine yeah food so there are delicious places to eat in venice yeah um you know, we can, we'll leave a little list of recommendations actually of like very nice places to eat because we know so many people who've been to Venice. They love Venice. They um, love the food there. There's some speciality dishes. You know, it's... It it just, it wasn't our best yeah. look. And again, the budgetary restriction. So it's maybe not on Venice, but for the sake of this podcast, I'm going to give it a 5.5. I, I think I'd have to agree with you there and give it a 5.5 as well. Like our experiences of Venice weren't great. I remember we did go to another like little lunch trattoria and that was very basic as well. It's still quite expensive, but... The fact that we ca- we couldn't remember the name and we also couldn't remember what dishes that we had. Whereas it- everywhere else in Italy we've been, we've been able to remember at least everything. So I think we just got kind of unlucky, but we have to reflect it as we had it. So yeah. 5.5 as well. Okay. Um, Fun. So fun's a bit of a funny one. Again, fun's a bit of a funny one. Um, but because I, we were working, like I was working a lot and then we where you know I felt like we had kind of seen Venice you know and I felt like when we left Venice I was like oh I've kind of seen it now that's a done whatever Mm. but now it's only living in Florence and realizing that we're only two hours on the train away from it I would love to go back for like a biennale or a film festival yeah because we've gotten recommendations since then from friends who say some of the events that they have in Venice obviously are spectacular and you can go to different the smaller islands just around as well yeah and again because I think again we were just italy out at yeah. that point um but in terms of fun i mean there's endless amounts of galleries that you can go to there's endless amounts of historical stuff you can get the boats there's even an island if you get if you go a little bit further out that has a full beach there yeah um so i do think like i'm gonna try and take our experience but then also put into what the possibilities could be so i'm gonna say a 7.5 for fun yeah i, I think yeah, I think I'd have to match you and go 7.5 as well as myself, to be honest. I think I'd probably go the same 7.5. Again, in the future, going back to Venice, I think there's a lot of opportunities going with our, our, the friends we now know who are from Venice and who have been there for some of the film festivals and everything else like that. I definitely think there's more things we can do. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, for what we had, 
people watching and kind of just like watching the world go by and how that fascinating city works yeah and i think it'll be much more fun now having the bit of italian we could speak to the locals absolutely we can actually we can ask we can ask for things in italian and Mm -hmm. like you know recommendations and where to go and stuff to do so i think 7.5 is definitely okay 2024 we'll do a little 2024 why not venice 2.0 and then value for money overall um i know we were doing it on the cheap so we were very budget conscious but we were budget conscious the whole uh holiday to be fair um but we were really budget conscious and we were able to do it in venice which is very shocking given how popular the um how, how popular the city is first thing people always say about venice is how expensive it is yeah. and it is true about like the the kind of larger islands you know where all the museums and the squares are mm-hmm. but if you do travel into the kind of more residential areas you can you get can really lucky really good deal so forever. then for value for money <laughs> if you're excluding naples uh what would you give it uh i would give it an 8.5 yeah i absolutely agree 8.5 is definitely based on our experience yeah 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 i think it would be like it could reach the nine for me but it's just that we were there it's a few days we were very short in our budget and yeah 8.5 well, maybe we'll go back and stay in andrea's house hey maybe he'll give us a good deal you never know we've got his number we can meet him on that bridge again <laughs> with loads of cash (laughs) you might even give us a discount if we're not going through the website let's hope (laughs) Uh, so that brings us to a total score of drumroll 76 okay okay. interesting interesting so where does that place that on the leaderboard down low enough I would say oh my god I think it's down the bottom right now okay I do feel really bad for Venice right now I don't think it should be down the bottom um but we will return. But we are basing it off our experiences and... Us being totally broke. (laughs) Yeah, pretty much. Um, But yeah, so we are going to return to Venice. In season two, we will be doing a whole revisit to the leaderboard. um, But still, 76. Not bad. I mean, that's that's a first if you're going by NUI Galway, my university standards. So <laughs> it still gets a gold star approval. An A++ if you're going by GMIT, my standards. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I did. on ref- When I left Venice at the time, I didn't particularly love it. Mm. Now I actually, it's one of the cities that I really want to return to. I yeah. feel like we missed out on an awful lot and I want to go back and experience it again. Yeah, for sure. We're Jane and Cormac. Our next episode is a huge episode all about Lake Garda covering five towns. If you liked our podcast, then please subscribe and please give us a five-star review. It's free and takes just a couple of seconds. You can follow us on socials at Living, and you can download our Excel sheet with all of our accommodation, restaurant, transport, experience and budget details for our six-week holiday on altliving.com. See you the next time. Bye-bye.